This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. Marketing and branding took a bit of an unusual twist recently as IHOP, the International House of Pancakes, started to try and transform itself, at least, you know, in the marketing sense, to IHOB, the International House of Burgers. They're obviously trying to make their brand more than just a breakfast destination. But the question is, can it work? Jason Reese is a marketing lecturer here at the Wharton School. He joins me in studio. And also joining us on the phone is uh, Hank Boyd, who's a clinical professor of marketing at the University of Maryland. Jason, great seeing you again. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Dan. Hank, great to have you with us today. Glad to be with you. Thank you. Um, I, 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 Jason, I saw this story, and, and I didn't really know. I mean, I knew it was a marketing move, but I, I, I didn't know what to make of it. How, how did you react to it? I mean, the story here is that we are here talking about it, True. and that's yeah. what they had hoped for, and that is what they got. There is a, a sort of a, a mythical slogan in public relations that that no, there's no such thing as bad press. Yeah. Now, I think that's not actually true. There is such a thing as bad press if it somehow ruins your reputation or makes you look like a fool, and there have been some aspects of that here. But by and large, just the sheer volume of talk about IHOP, IHOB, is a fantastic win for that company. Hank? I agree. There's quite a bit of buzz going on, and folks are talking about it. But I do worry that buzz is short-lived. And so, yes, it's great for now, but what's going to happen when time tells and all of the dust settles and we look up and say, well, what was all that about? And did it really move the needle as far as sales are concerned for the new products, burgers? Yeah, and that's not going to happen unless there has been some kind of substantial change in the product. All good rebranding programs, brand refreshes, rebrands start with uh, a fundamental and also symbolic change in the product. Now here they've gone with burgers. That's a good category to emphasize. They've they've launched a new burger line. What do they call it? The ultimate steak burger. Yeah. Uh, and, and to Hank's point, the long-term success will depend on the extent to which consumers start to crave those burgers and really enjoy them, and and we'll see. Which is interesting because when you think about the kind of the restaurant industry right now, we've seen obviously the growth uh, again of the burger chain, not you know the the greasy spoon, yeah, but the, the more the upscale burger location, you know that that people are going to. Yeah, and that's a lot of the headwind that they're that they're facing. That broad category of fast casual, where you can go in and just pick up a burger without table service or a meal without table service, right? Uh, that's reasonably high quality. Chipotle, uh, Shake Shack, uh, that category is growing. Casual dining, where you sit down and order, uh, that category is declining, and that's where that's where IHOP uh, sits. Pardon the pun. Um, so, you know, going into burgers to, to, go ahead, to, to go against some of these chains that are, that are emphasizing that yeah. uh, gives them a shot. They don't have to win. They just need a, a basic level of parity um, that gives people another reason to go in there. But, Hank, I mean, it's not like IHOP wasn't open for lunch or wasn't open for dinner. I mean, they have had this as a component of their restaurant chain for, for decades. It's just obviously not had the success as the breakfast side has. Very true. I mean, when you say IHOP, most people think pancakes. At least that's what I do. My entire crew, when I'm saying, hey, we got a craving, we got to go to a place where we can get scrumptious pancakes, we go to IHOP. Sure. And even if it's lunchtime, I'm still thinking about those pancakes. Now, the fact that burgers are on the menu, they wanted to draw attention to it, so they thought, we'll come up with this great PR campaign, we'll do this stunt. 
But once again, you got to wonder, is it something about the way our minds work? When it's time for breakfast, I go to IHOP. When it's time for burger, I go to In-N-Out Burger. I go to Shake Shack or Zen Burger or some other establishment along those lines. That's a up, tough uphill battle for them as far as the company is concerned. But the, the, as Jason mentioned, Hank, the, having a variety of burgers – that that is obviously appealing to people, and and obviously some people are still. It's funny. I went to a place yesterday, and I you know I just got two cheeseburgers. Didn't have anything on them, but more and more people, Hank, want to have variety within their burger. They just don't want to have the burger anymore. That's true. So you do have to spice it up and come up with something that you can put your stamp on and say this is our unique burger. So when I think of Five Guys. For me, that was like an epiphany when I walked in the joint and say, these guys understand this is what the classic American hamburger ought to be. It ought to be juicy. I'm willing to wait for it. And if it's done right with the right fixings, I'm good to go. This idea, though, of the IHOP IHOB, how frequent – I mean, I don't think it's that frequent to have a company mythically changing its name, correct, to do that, right, Jason? Yeah, there have been a handful that have tried – Pizza Hut, I think, has done a version of it, uh, just referring themselves to the Hut or Pasta Hut for a while. Yeah. Um, so there's a handful of these. Maybe even but, the new Coke back in the uh, back in the '80s. Yeah, I guess you could you could count that. Um, but here, it really was a fundamental play on the name, and I think the part that they got right was creating a little bit of suspense and a teaser. They they launched this campaign uh, earlier this month and said we're changing the name, at least temporarily, to IHOB. And then there was a question, what does the B stand for? And that created all kinds of speculation. And the new social media environment thrives on that kind of thing. And and they got what they wanted. They got people guessing, lots of people making fun. (laughs) But their campaign has been goofy and playful and lighthearted from the beginning. So I, I don't see them losing on that on that story. The bigger point, of course, is, is Hanks on the product. That's got to be there and we'll right. see. But on, the, on the, the manipulation or playing with social media, I think they did that brilliantly. There's, I don't think there's any way they could have predicted this level of success. But if there was a playbook, um, they, they would have hit so many of the points on the playful nature, the suspenseful nature, um, and just running with it. And as we see, the connection with the consumer especially in this industry, it is as important as it's ever been because of the variety that's out there. Yeah, yeah. And you get people talking about that for variety. It's not like the pancake narrative has been lost. Right, um, right. Lots of the social media, media uh, discussion still revolves around how great or how lousy the pancakes are. Um, but a lot of people having nostalgic feelings for the chain. And that's all money in the bank, at least short term. If you'd like to join in with your comments or questions, we are joined here in studio by Jason Reese, marketing lecturer here at the Wharton School and on the phone uh, by Hank Boyd of the University of Maryland, a clinical professor of marketing there. What do you think of the IHOP slash IHOB idea? 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Hank, I guess there is the, the, the business element, obviously. Obviously, the, the product itself is, is very important, but the business side of this, kind of going back to something we were talking about a moment ago, is th- it feels like IHOP understands that they need to do something to improve the lunch slash dinner segment in what they do on a daily basis. Agreed. They, they want to pull in more folks to 
get out of the mind frame it's just for breakfast to say, yeah, lunchtime I can go to IHOP and there's variety on the menu and I can go with these burgers. The only thing I wonder about, to your earlier point, is to say that if you have a logo and it's just stood the test of time, when you start tinkering with it, that feels abrupt. And that has implications for the marketplace where folks are going to say, I'm a little confused. What does the B stand for? Right, The guessing campaign that Jason was talking about. When I ran it by some folks that I have in my immediate circle, they were like, I think the B stands for breakfast. So I'm not <laughs> convinced that the notion of burgers has managed to work its way across. Jason? Yeah, the, the, the burger story started about a week later, and, and it actually may have been a bit of a buzz kill. The suspense may have been the high point. So that's, that's, a, that's a fair point that there may still be some confusion out there. But I think they'll have other opportunities to manage that, and they've been clear from the beginning that this is probably going to be a temporary change. Yeah. Um, so it'll, we'll probably be back to IHOP. Uh, before too long, but I mean, even that, just the the even if you're temporarily changing it to IHOB, there's still the correlation back to the original company, and you know you're just adding something. And as you said before, they're being playful with it, which it will tend to resonate with the consumer. I would think. Yeah, yeah, and brands have to do some amount of refreshing on a regular basis to slightly change the meaning or, yeah. or tinker with what it is that consumers are coming in for and giving new new offerings. Other chains have done this um, almost 10 years ago now. I wrote a case study about Red Lobster, who are, of course, still about lobster and seafood, but that was a chain that was becoming stale. Sales were declining. Yeah. Customer impressions were not very positive. So they did a major relaunch. They changed the logo. They changed the interiors. But most fundamentally, they improved the product. They brought in... Uh, a new grilling system into all 800 of their locations. They trained the chefs in a different way. The servers all had to talk about the menu in a different way. Yeah. Um, and those are big change, big and expensive changes to make. But you get those in place before you start talking about it. And we'll see how much of that uh, IHOP, IHOB really has in place uh, to run with this momentum that they've got off the social media. I mean, I'm curious. I'm, I'm curious to go in and see what the burger is like. It's getting mixed reviews. Right. Um, but it's not an expensive burger. Six ninety nine. Uh, Comparison to some of those about. places now, you're spending, uh, you know, yeah. $10, 12 13 yeah. 14 for a burger and fries. Yeah. And they're talking about unlimited fries. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm a... I'm a health guy, so I don't, I don't, I don't love this product move. Um, but I'm curious about it, and I think there's a market for it. Hank? Yeah, I agree. In, in terms of, once again, you've got to deliver. You've got to be able to walk the walk. So if you are built this hype and people are all excited and they're curious, they're going to go in and check it out, say, hey, I'm going to try this, you've got to deliver. So in one's mind, if I'm going to pay 7 bucks, this burger's got to be comparable to what I would experience if I went to Five Guys. If it misses the mark, if it falls short, then I'm going to be like, mm, not going to do this again. And that, I think, is the real concern. I agree with Jason that there's anecdotal evidence, there's things cropping up in the news where people are saying, gosh, it's just a burger. There's nothing too exciting about it. So that becomes a bit of a risky sort of campaign where you're saying we were willing to change our name from pancakes to burgers, yeah. and yet we didn't live up to expectations. I, I, I wonder if there's also part of this, uh, Hank, that is also the difference between, and in many cases, even though Five Guys is a chain, but we see more and more locations where you know they're either the individual owner or that owner may have two or three locations in comparison to this massive national chain, IHOP, 
trying to put a greater focus on there. How how important is that dynamic in the potential success or failure of this for, for IHOP? Well, the big stumbling block, I think, is quality control. So there may be one or two IHOPs where they really have it down. They've perfected a really good hamburger. And most folks are saying, hey, did you know for lunch you can get a hamburger over here and it's really good? But in other locales, it may be something where, once again, it's just not living up to which would be deemed a really gourmet hamburger. And so that, that could be problematic in the long run. So when you have a chain, and I'm thinking IHOP has, what, about 1,750 stores, yeah. that's going to be really tough to pull off. 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, at BizRadio111, or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. Do you like IHOP? Do you like IHOP? Are they getting into a, a realm maybe they shouldn't? Give us your thoughts, 844-942-7866. Or if you'd like, send us a comment via Twitter, either at BizRadio111 or my Twitter account, which is at DanLoney21. You mentioned, obviously, because of the social media, the the return in understanding whether this is a good or bad idea comes a lot quicker, does it not, Jason? Yeah, I suppose so. And I think the 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 stock of the holding company uh, rose a little bit on the on the social media activity. Um, so there's some expectation that it's going to lead to a sales blip. Now I don't know if you'd expect the stock to move if there wasn't some prediction of of something sustainable going on there. Um, and of course, that's where the bigger question is. But, you know, the fact that they have tried this and have at least been successful in their marketing is perhaps, perhaps encouraging. They had to do something. The sure. casual dining category is down. Um, sales at their chain were down. Pancake consumption even seems to be down. Um, pancakes are all about carbs and the low carb diets are up. It's a chain that's about kids and a good place to take your kids because it's a family restaurant and they can run around and you got the, the waiter or waitress. Um, people aren't having kids as much as they, yeah. as, as they were um, in previous decades. They have the rack of syrups on every, every table as well. Yeah. So, I mean, something had to give. There were so many headwinds against them. And the fact that they're trying this, burgers is in a way, a, I agree, it's going to be tricky to win there. It's going to be tricky to do better than Five Guys or Shake Shack. But yeah. those chains aren't everywhere. Um, and with 2,000 locations, close to 2,000 locations, IHOP can be a pretty close burger joint if it's a burger that you're looking for. If but, it's the best burger you're looking for, you're not going to go yeah. there. You're not going to take your six ninety nine there. It's also the expectation, I guess, Hank, as well, of of what you get for that six ninety nine, and I'm saying this from the consumer side, not necessarily from the restaurant side, where you would have the quality control and actually putting the burgers together. I, yes, I agree. And also, it's kind of intriguing when we raise the point, I think Jason's right, you don't have the luxury of standing still when you're a marketer. You've got to do something. And all I'm wondering about is the way they decided to use this form of execution. Was it really necessary to tinker and change the, the logo, even temporarily? Could you have had another campaign? Could you have had a campaign where I'm imagining like uh, a pack of guys, maybe five guys, that are out there and they're kind of hungry, and four of the guys are like, hey, what are we going to eat? Hey, pancakes, let's go with that. And that one guy who says, hey, what about a burger? And they could sort of say, did you know, by the way, that now IHOP also has had for years on the, its menu these burgers? So you can let people know there's a change, but it's how you go about doing it, I think, that matters. So, yes, you get great buzz, but if you raise expectations and you cannot deliver on that product, then that's just not good. That's something yeah. you don't want to have happen. 
Yeah, it was a it was a risky strategy. You're absolutely right to call to call that out. You know, we we could wonder though what else they could have done that would have gotten this much attention. And I'm not sure that there's really uh, that, that there are really too many options. The fact that they clearly took a risk is part of what's intrigued people about yeah. it. It's part of what's intrigued the media, not just the social media. I mean, the professional media. Um, here's a company that's taking a risk, and we can say, well, they kind of had to throw a hail mary because of the the trends that they were facing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's right to call out the riskiness of it. It but was certainly a big risk strategy. H- Hank, how? I, I mean, how frequently? Let's just say this ends up being a success for them. Okay. How frequently could IHOP do something like this? I mean, how frequently could you do it? I mean, I would think there are other letters of the alphabet where you could throw on the end for another food item. And then from the opposite side of it, if this fails, this is obviously probably the last time they would ever do something like this. Exactly. Once bitten, twice shy. So if you change your name and it, it all just ends in tears, then you're not going to do this again. Right. But if you try it and you have a little success, you might be thinking, okay, how long does it take the public's collective memory to sort of forget that, oh, yeah, we did this some time ago, so we'll do it again? Is it a span of five years? Is it more like every 10 years? Maybe right. you can do it once a generation. It's something worth investigating. Jason? Yeah. I mean, it's a fair question to ask, but they may not actually have to follow this up with with another sort of quirky things yeah. like th- like this or, or even promotion or brand change. Maybe now they've got enough momentum that they can start to put their marketing dollars into product development and find ways to get a better, more consistent burger than they've had in the past. Find ways to compete better on a product basis with some of these successful chains. Becoming a bigger win for the company overall long term than actually just having that short-term victory of people saying, hey, you know what? I can get a pretty good burger at IHOP. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think we have to see this as part of a longer-term strategy, and it will typically kick off with something big and splashy like this. Um, But there are ways of carrying it forward. Comments to the phones. Anthony in Los Angeles. Anthony, go ahead. Hi, guys. Great show, by the way. You know, I'm just thinking here, I think my family and my friends would have much preferred if they had really built out a coffee offering, kind of similar to what Dunkin' Donuts did, and really focused on driving traffic into their facility by having coffee and pancakes or coffee and crepes. You know, burgers are kind of falling out of favor recently, a lot of discussion about meat and their you know, ill effects. So I think uh, they, it may have been wiser to kind of really focus on developing a coffee offering, sort of like Dunkin' Donuts did. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I think from the demand perspective, you're right. That's a, that's a promising category. The, the question is, for the, the strategic question for them would have been, can they do that um, in, in an affordable way? Uh, are they going to be able to get the margins that they need? Are they going to have the staff to be able to produce the kinds of drinks that customers right. are going to want? The, the delivery the part of it as well. Yeah, yeah, right for delivery as well. I mean, it's 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 fast turnover, and that may not be quite what they're what they're set up for. But but it's interesting, and maybe that's one of the product categories that's yet to come. Hank, I agree with the caller. I think that's a very natural growth or fit. It's it's a nice way to sort of say breakfast. I'm already in that mindset. You might limit the number of coffees that are available. You can't really compete with Starbucks right out of the starting gates. But if you know that there are three different types of coffees that are offered and you can go with your different type of pancakes, whether it's blueberries, strawberries, or chocolate chips, 
that could be a nice way to go. Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you that they have crunched the numbers on the different categories and come up with some kind of conclusion that if we can get more people coming in for yeah. lunch and dinner, that's going to be a bigger win than just having um, incremental growth in the in the breakfast morning time when people are, are typically drinking coffee. Anthony, thanks very much for the call. And playing off of something you said, Jason, I mean, when you think about the, the, the structure of the delivery method, IHOP is built for people coming in, sitting down, and being there for a half hour, 45 minutes, whatever that number is. It's not really built for going in, getting a coffee, and then taking off. Yeah, like, right. like Starbucks or someplace right. else. You need a very different kind of real estate for that. Um, you need a very different kind of interior for that. And they, that may just be um, more than they were ready to take on. Um, Hank, do you think this is a, a success in the end? In terms of changing it uh, to, to IHOP, yeah. I just have a feeling it's going to be a big to-do about not much or nothing in the end because um, – Right now, it's a lot of buzz, a lot of people are talking, but I'm not convinced that the product's going to deliver based on what I'm hearing. And folks are saying in different outlets that, yeah, the burger's eh. You know, it's not as an epiphany or something that I just was blown away thinking this, this is so amazing. That's what I think in the long run is going to be the proof, I guess. Jason? Yeah, I, I'm slightly more optimistic. I agree it hangs on the quality of the burger. I'm not sure it has to be as good as Five Guys or Shake Shack. Um, maybe just a little bit better, or at least in parity with, with McDonald's, and they may be able to pull that off. 844-942-7866 is the number uh, to join us. Jake is on the line. Jake, go ahead, sir. I just want to say that I think that uh, IHOP and IHOB, they need to double down like Domino's has done and really do a lot of follow-up marketing with this. They can't just be one and done. Yeah. They've got to really keep on going forward and really pound this instead of just being one and done with the IHOP change. Jake, thanks very much. Well, that's just exactly what you were playing off of, Jason, a second ago. Yeah, and uh, the question is exactly how do you how do you do that? Do you do that with, with product improvement, which Domino's did as well, or yeah. with a, a, a large marketing budget? The thing about social media is – you know, you're 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 building off of kind of free media buzz. They yep. don't necessarily have a big media budget to do that with. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how they follow up. Thanks, Jason, for coming in. Hank, gra- Hank, great to have you on the phone with us today. As always, thank you, sir. I enjoyed being part of the program. For more insight from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.